Teachers, I have a really fun but really random question. If you could design your perfect plate of food, what would be on it? What would you include to drink for dessert? Shoot, let's do an appetizer and a main course. You know what's interesting about that really fun question? Is that your answer would help to get a relationship built between you and me. That answer would give me insight into who you are as a person, how quirky or traditional you are, what are your likes and your dislikes. But what if I brought that question to a whole nother level? What if I said, who would you share that perfect plate with? As an SEL, an advisory and morning meeting teacher, some of my favorite ways to connect with kids are digging in to simple but significant questions where we get to know kids on a life level. And that is exactly what we are going to dive into in this episode. I want to share an activity slash project that I did with my students that they got obsessed with. They loved it. We had a ton of fun as a class. The camaraderie in the classroom definitely went through the roof. We got to know each other on a massive relational level and it opened up so much conversation. And you want to know what the best part is? This idea costs nothing and it's super easy to implement. I cannot wait to share all of the details so you can try this in your classroom. Let's get rolling. There is awesome in every single school day. So here is the big question. How can teachers like us who love our job, love our students, and love being a part of education, celebrate awesome even more in our classrooms and learning communities? Where can we find teaching tips and tricks? Where can we find engaging stories and motivational strategies? That is the question, and this weekly podcast is your answer. So welcome to all my teacher friends. My name is Monica Genta, and I am so excited that you are here listening to this podcast, This Teacher Life. So what is your perfect plate? I asked you that in the intro, but did you actually think about it? Did you consider what your perfect plate of food would look like? Let me ask you this. Did you have your perfect plate of food on your most recent birthday? Did you have the perfect plate of food during Thanksgiving or maybe for an upcoming holiday? If calories didn't matter, I wanted to share my perfect plate with you. For an appetizer, I'm going for some like Tex-Mex egg rolls with like a Southwest Ranch, okay? Delicious, super caloric, but it doesn't matter because calories don't matter on your perfect plate. For the main course, I'm absolutely going with like a Detroit-style deep dish pizza with every single topping you can think of and extra cheese. Let's go ahead and do a turbo crust. If you don't know what a turbo crust is, you're not living your best life because a turbo crust is when they 
take like garlic and parmesan and all of these wonderful like little seasonings and they brush it onto the crust we're turbo crusting then for dessert I'm totally having fried ice cream Mm-hmm. who doesn't want a cinnamon snowball of vanilla ice cream rolled around in some frosted flakes all put into a little fried tortilla and sprinkling on some chocolate chips and then for a drink we're keeping it light I'm doing a diet Mountain Dew that is my perfect plate The reason why I was able to come up with that is because I've already reflected on that. Because I reflected on that at the same time that my students did. Back during Thanksgiving, I wanted to dive in and just dig a little bit deeper with students. And so I created this very special activity called My Thanksgiving Table. And I want to talk about how I designed the table and then how we dug into the perfect plate, also known as the menu for this event. So it was really simple. All I did was I opened up Google Slides. You could do this on PowerPoint. And I put a fake table in one of the slides. And then I said, you get to host a dinner party. It can be a Thanksgiving dinner party. It can be a birthday party. It doesn't matter what time of the year it is. You can do this at any time of the year. But I said, for this perfect dinner party, you only have six invitations. You get to invite six people to the table with you. And what's awesome about it is these people can be family. These people can be friends. These people can be historical figures. They can be celebrities. They can be athletes. They can even be fictitious characters. But you only have six invitations. And I want you to think about the social dynamics of the table. You want to have a very fun, very cohesive, very entertaining, very positive table. So who you invite, these people kind of need to get need to get along. They need to have good conversations. You want to have the perfect table because you're going to play in a perfect menu. I even added kind of an interesting, great social and emotional dynamic to this when I said these people can be living or non-living. They can be, you know, people who you see on a daily basis or they can be somebody who's passed away and maybe you never met. But you get six invitations plus you. So there are going to be seven people at this table. What is that table going to look like? What is that table going to sound like? What is that table going to feel like? So I gave them this slide and I dropped it into Google Classroom and I said, go find Google images to represent the six people that you are going to bring. And then on the additional slides, I had every student give me three specific reasons why they picked each person. I wanted to know specifically what was the reason behind that. If you picked some sort of historical figure that you've been learning about in social studies class why if you picked somebody who lives in your household with you why if you picked a fictitious or like cartoon character why because the why is going to create some awesome camaraderie that why is going to create some awesome connections 
you could have heard a pin drop in my classroom when I officially dropped those slides onto my students' Chromebooks. They were in the zone, they were focused, and it was so much fun. So slide one was the table, and they got to fill it with six Google images of friends, family, historical figures, people who are living or non-living right now. They got to make their decisions. Then they had to give three specific reasons why they selected each person, and then it came time to menu planning. Now that you have the guests at the table, now that you hopefully have all six of these people RSVPing yes to the perfect plate of food, what is actually going to be on that plate of food? So on the final slide, I said, what's your appetizer? Why did you pick that? What's your main course? Why did you pick that? What's your dessert? Why did you pick that? And what are you serving to drink? And then why did you pick that? And so kids got to brainstorm and I said, price doesn't matter, calories doesn't matter, having some sort of balanced meal doesn't matter, like go big. I want this plate of food to be exactly what you are hoping for and hopefully everyone at your table will enjoy it too. This is about social dynamics. Because I love that kids truly started thinking about what to serve. They were not being selfish in this. For example, one student submitted something and I looked at the menu and I thought, man, that is a very unique menu. And when I was looking at why did you pick that, they had somebody at their table who was a vegan. And so they picked very vegan-friendly dishes. And when I asked, you know, why did you pick them? They said, well, because I want to make sure that my guests are really, really happy. And even though I wouldn't necessarily choose these things, I want everyone to be comfortable at my perfect dinner party. I thought that was amazing. Another student picked just the most random things ever. For their appetizer, they picked chicken wings, barbecue chicken wings. For their main course, they picked chicken Alfredo. For their dessert, they picked an ice cream bar. And for their dessert, they said water. And so I asked them a question. I said, why did you pick water? And they said, well, I knew that my parents were going to be very upset with how unhealthy the meal was. But I thought maybe if I did water, they wouldn't be super upset. Plus, water is free. So then this concept of budget, I didn't give them a budget, but they were still thinking about a budget. They were thinking about health. They were thinking about the well-being of others. But they were also thinking about, man, how can I dream big and plan the perfect dinner party? These kinds of activities are some of my absolute favorite because once we have the six people that they're picking and once we have their perfect menu, it creates awesome conversation starters their answers are truly catalysts for conversations in fact I want to tell you how I took this activity and turned it into a game that got kids laughing got kids clapping got kids talking and got kids raising their hand this activity is not over because I want to talk about how we can transform this activity into a very interactive game
The holidays are a really exciting time for two reasons. Because we finally get the time to restore and rejuvenate our teacher heart. But we also have the opportunity to hang out and build relationships with our family, with our friends, with our significant others. Being a teacher, we give so much to other people. These holiday breaks are a great time for us to give ourselves what we need as well. So maybe this holiday season, you give yourself a gift in the form of an awesome book. If you are loving the idea in this episode, I've got a couple of books that are literally filled with relationship building ideas, social and emotional learning strategies, morning meeting discussion questions and prompts. And I am confident that if you are loving this, these ideas that are focused around social and emotional learning are going to bring your classrooms to a whole new level in 2023. The two books that I want to recommend to you about relationships are called The Rooted Classroom and my newest publication called 180 Days of Awesome Relationships. Both of these books are perfect for kindergarten all the way through high school teachers. These ideas in both of these books are easy to implement, super fun and effective for kids, and I promise they will bring your relationships to whole new levels. You can check out these books at monicagenta.com slash books. I'm going to put a link to these in the show notes, but that's monicagenta.com slash books. In fact, if you order these now, I will ship them out ASAP. So maybe you can even get them read and finished before we go back to school, meaning that you are going to walk into your classroom and your school equipped with hundreds of new ideas that are going to make your relationships so meaningful. And when we have powerful relationships with students, we are putting down the foundation for awesome things to happen in our schools. You can check out monicagenta.com slash books. So as kids were working on the perfect table and the perfect menu, Prior to ever dropping those into their Google Classroom and creating this concept digitally, I said to them, do not talk to your friends about this. Do not creep over the shoulder of the person sitting to your left or right or in front of you because we are going to play a game with these. I wanted there to be this element of secrecy. I wanted there to be this element of surprise because what they didn't realize is they were building a game. Once all students had their tables created, all the written descriptions, and then finally their menu, they clicked submit in Google Classroom. And then I pulled one slide from every single student and created a game deck. What I mean by that is I opened a blank Google Slides and I started copying and pasting either their table with the six pictures or their menu, and I created a slideshow of, of basically questions. What I mean by that is, once we had the slide deck, I presented them, and I said, on a sheet of paper, predict whose table that is. And then I would go to the next slide, and I'd be like, ooh, let's look at this menu. Predict which of your classmates chose this as the perfect menu. So every single kid in the class was a part of the game. And I either took their table or I took their menu, 
And then it came this, how well do I know my peers? How well can I predict which one of my classmates would have invited those six people? Or which one of my classmates would have chosen that as the menu? And then question by question, we were going through these and we were asking, hey, whose do you think this is? Why do you think they selected that? Ooh, let's talk about this one. Do we recognize all six of these people again? Because this is not just a project. This is not just an activity. This is literally a catalyst for dynamic conversations. Oftentimes, our kids don't want to talk about family. Our kids don't want to talk about friends. But when it's in a game format and when we change the way that we ask questions, kids are way more likely to talk about it than what we would ever predict. And that's exactly what unfolded with this perfect dinner plan activity. So again, kids just got out a sheet of paper. I had them number it 1 to 20 because in that specific class period, I had 20 kids. And so it was just this guessing game. And they got to earn points every single time they predicted correctly, they earned a point. And you should have seen kids' faces when it was their menu or their table. They stayed so quiet and they silently just wrote down their name because they knew, oh, that's my menu. I'm going to get a point for that. It was really cool because sometimes the kids were spot on and the kids are like, I know for sure that that's Peter's menu. I know for sure. And then Peter would say, yep, that is everyone knows me so well. That that totally is my menu. And the kids are like, yeah, because Peter loves Bosco sticks. I knew that was his. And they were making internal connections. And so there were also some interesting ones where everyone wrote down a name and nobody in the class got it correct. They're like, oh my gosh, Alexa, I had no idea that you would have invited that person. Oh my gosh, Alexa, I had no idea that you liked that celebrity. Oh my gosh, Alexa, I had no idea that you were into that historical figure. And again, it was an opportunity to connect and to learn. So this was one of these things that took no prep. I literally opened a Google slide and put just like a random table on it and the kids found the Google images. And then I created some blank slides that said, tell me three reasons why you picked each person. And then they filled those in. And then on the last slide, I said, pick your appetizer, main course, dessert and drink and tell me why you picked that. It took me less than one minute to create this because I didn't I didn't get all hot and bothered about the perfect theme. And I didn't get all hot and bothered about the perfect font. Because fonts didn't matter. Because this is about creating family time dynamics. And that's what happens with really great SEL. Is we create family time dynamics. And whether kids actually invited family members didn't matter. What matters was when we were doing this activity, both in the part where the kids were reflecting and then when we actually implemented the game, we were a classroom family. And we were cheering on each other and we were laughing with each other and we were learning from each other. And that is the backbone of such awesome SEL. Whether you're listening to this now, at the time of the recording, which is December, make plans to do this before kids leave for winter break 
Maybe you're listening to this later on in the year and you're like, oh, this would be really good before spring break or this would be really good before the end of the school year. This activity is not seasonal, but this activity is going to have massive success whenever you do it with kids. I hope that you have loved this episode. If you've got questions about it, please do not hesitate to reach out. Send me a message on Instagram. Send me a message on Twitter. Send me an email. I would love to add any sort of clarity or details that you might have at this moment. But if you're loving this and you're like, man, this is the kind of SEL I need every single day. These are the kinds of ideas. These are the kinds of lessons that I am absolutely looking for. I want to remind you that I've got a 180-day full SEL curriculum called 180 Days of Awesome SEL. It is fully planned, fully linked. All the questions are there. All the activities are there. All the videos are there. All you have to do is be a freaking awesome teacher and facilitate the lessons that I have already created for you. You can check that out at monicagenta.com forward slash 180SEL. Man, somebody's calling because they want a copy of it right now. That's literally you. You were just calling me like, girl, tell me that link again. I'll tell you that link again. monicagenta.com forward slash 180SEL. I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes. Guys, I hope you have loved this episode. I hope you are as excited as I am to implement it with your students. I know they're going to love it. I know you're going to love it. And I am wishing you a wonderful SEL family time whenever you actually do this with kids. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And thank you so much for living this teacher life. <laughs>